Hi, it's Doug Dane. I wanted to come on here and uh, just share a story with you. Um, I just completed my uh, new book, Mistaken Identity, a guide to letting go of a past that's holding you back. And um, I was stuck for a really long time. Um, I was locked into a mistaken identity I had about myself. I saw myself a certain way and it just, it just wasn't true, but it really felt true because of uh, the things I'd gone through uh, as a young person growing up, uh, very traumatic, violent, abusive uh, childhood. And then that transformed into um, a rough start in my adult life, uh, drug abuse and alcohol abuse, you know, um, bankruptcy at 23, trying to get into business. And, and really, I struggled most of my life and I couldn't figure out I couldn't figure out why. And then I finally did. And I realized that I've been carrying around uh, a very low opinion of myself. I had a real inferiority complex. I suffered with anxiety and depression. And, and I just didn't I didn't like myself. Um, and I just knew there was more to me. I knew there's more to life. I knew that I could be doing better, but I just didn't feel good about myself and I didn't really believe in myself. And that, of course, um, if you have that kind of an opinion of yourself, you really, really struggle. So anyway, I just wanted to um, come on here and I wanted to invite a young friend of mine on. His name is Lane Bell. And um, I met him a couple of years back and um, we got talking uh, about uh, where he was at in his life and what he was doing and um, some of the challenges he was facing at the time and, you know, where he had come from. I wanted to find out what his mistaken identity was. And so I want to, I want to talk to Lane about that today. It's a really cool story. And I think um, if you're watching here, uh, you may relate and you'll start to see maybe where your mistaken identity is holding you back where it doesn't have to. And so Lane, I want to thank you for taking some time to come on here. You're looking sharp today, all dressed up. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Doug. That's awesome. Well, how you doing? Um, I want to just start with uh, um, uh, what was it like for you as a young person? Uh, like, what was your experience, your perspective as a young person um, growing up? And, and how do you feel you got off track or what happened that got you off track, do you think? That's an excellent question. Man, you know, I can remember from when I was a kid, one of the very first earliest memories that I have was I used to play soccer. I loved it. Um, but I was so afraid of what people thought of me. And so I remember... Um, I was probably, I want to say four or five at the time, we were playing outdoor soccer. And um, I was so afraid of what people thought of me that uh, I used to hide on the sidelines on a chair under a blanket away from everybody else, which uh, now that I look back at it now, everybody was probably already looking at me and thinking about me. Um, and that kind of carried on into school. You know, I was, um, I was always labeled ADHD, learning retarded. I went through school, always had, tr always had troubles, always had issues. Um, I couldn't sit in one place for any longer than 30 seconds. And so, you know, I was always put in separate classes. Um, I took tests in separate areas. I had to sit on this little purple whoopee cushion to, so I could keep me from, you know, or guys, you know, keep me moving around so I could stop talking to everybody and near me. And, you know, this led to me, um, you know, eventually being pulled out of classes and, you know, talking to therapists, getting put in um, this, these classes called LRC, which um, everybody knew what LRC classes was. <clears throat> pardon me, but they called them learning retardation classes. And so that really helped the self-image and self-esteem. And, um, you know, going through that, I, I remember just being pulled out of classes all the time, you know, talking to therapists, talking to this person, talking to this person, and then having to go back to class and lie about where I was because I was too ashamed to talk about, you know, going to a therapist or why I was getting pulled out of class. And this drug on forever. I mean, I, I never really came out of my shell until I started going to the gym. Um, all the way through school. Um, I never really had friends. I never really fit in anywhere. Everybody had their own cliques and niches. I was just Lane, um, the outcast, 
the weird kid, the learning retarded kid. Um, I wasn't very smart. I can remember my, the earliest teachers used to tell me that, uh, um, that I wasn't really going to do much with my life. I was going to have to work with my hands because my brain I was, was pretty much useless. And so, you know, there's a whole lot of that going on. And so, you know, for as long as I can remember, it was always just a critique, a, you know, a negative thing, a negative thing, a negative thing. It was, and then I started to take those things um, to be truth because I didn't know any better. You know, I started to accept those things to be true about me, um, true about, you know, I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at social studies. I wasn't good at anything. And so, I was told that my memory was terrible. And so lo and behold, I did a memory test and I scored bottom one percentile of everybody my age. Right. Um, I didn't really believe, you know, I believed that I had a terrible memory, um, I guess, because I was told that from other people. But yeah, just my whole life, it was always something negative or what other people thought of me that I just accepted to be true. Man, oh man, you know, I'm thinking of um, LRC. Is that what they called it? LRC. Yep. And how old are you? LRC. I mean, they had those classes in probably grade two, three, but I, they, where they actually called it LRC was in grade seven, grade seven, eight, and nine. But I was in those kind of classes from, you know, grade one to grade six. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 24 years old now. So this is not that long ago. No, not really. No. Um, I, see, I was thinking of is, um, I'm thinking of Thomas Edison. Um, remember the story of uh, Edison has uh, the teacher sent him home with a note uh, for his mom, and he he read the, the mom reads the note, and basically the school said, "Look, we can't help young Thomas. Uh, he's got real learning difficulties. You're probably better off, you know, schooling him at home." And mom reads the note to him and reads the note as if it says, "Thomas is really really special, and uh, you know we just can't. He's so smart. We just don't think we can teach him well. We think he'd be better off at home." And of course, everybody knows Thomas um, Edison. Um, and it's crazy. Now, you're not the only guy that would have experienced this. It's not like your story is not isolated. Like this is a very common problem for young people, not just in school, in all kinds of areas um, of people's lives. We get we get convinced that we are or we aren't something and you just believe it and you, and you go with it. So, all right. So you, that's kind of the we got a clear picture on how this all started. So now as you got into sort of, you know, adult life, let's say, you know, 18 or early 20s, whatever, um, what did you start to do or what actions or behaviors or what was going on in your life that happened because you thought you were this young guy that wasn't that bright, had no memory, needed, had all these challenges, needed all this help? Like, what were the results that came because you believed in these uh, in this mistaken identity? Oh, man, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like I can think of a couple times where, you know, I started, I started a business and um, I started to see a little bit of results with it. All, of course, it was all, you know, out here. It was, and then I started to build a little bit of confidence externally. I started to lose the results. I started to lose a little bit of confidence. And then, you know, it just, I started to just, I started to just remember these things that people said, you know, you can't do it. You're not smart enough. You're not this, you're not that. And, you know, just, it led to severe, severe anxiety. I mean, I used to just, I used to worry about what everybody thought about me. You know, what my parents thought, what my friends thought, what the neighbors thought. I mean, being in the public eye was so terrifying. Um, I mean, going back to school quick, I used to run out of class because we used to have to do presentations and I used to go hide somewhere else um, and do those kind of things. But, you know, what really happened was I just started to become really anxious. I came overly depressed. I came, um, you know, it got, it got, 
to such a bad point where I was, you know, I was, I was suicidal with my thoughts. You know, I, there was every single day I woke up, it was, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't matter if I, I tried to sleep 12 hours a day. I mean, I had, I had an autoimmune condition. That's uh that was a big thing, which um, I had an autoimmune condition called ulcerative colitis, which was pretty much the body eating at itself. So I developed that. And, um, you know, from that, I lost 30, 40 pounds. I lost, you know, and a lot of my confidence that I had came from working out. Like I remember the, one of the first times I was ever confident was when I started to work out and gain muscle. And after the car accident I had, I developed the autoimmune condition. I lost the weight. I became, you know, depressed again. And, um, you know, I was just going down the wrong path and just led to, you know, just thoughts and feelings and desires of just not wanting to be here anymore. And I can remember a decision that I made, um, I gave myself two weeks and I made this decision. I said, you know what, if this is what life is like, and if this is the way life is going, and I'm, you know, I'm always worried, I'm always concerned. I'm always living in this, living in fear that I don't want to do this anymore. So I made a decision and um, it was, if something doesn't get better and something doesn't change in two weeks, I quit. And, you know, I went as far as writing letters to my friends and family, you know, that I was planning to leave them. And, uh, you know, it's just bringing back some memories now. It's uh, it, it was tough, but uh, that's kind of where it led me. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm watching you talk here and, and somebody that's watching you uh, right now in this video, um, they wouldn't see you as that guy. I mean, on the outside, you, you, you got a great energy, you, you're good looking, you're well dressed, you're a great communicator, you're very articulate. You're a good person. I know that about you. And most people would look at you and, you know, they would have no idea that that's what's going on inside. And that a lot of people suffer, you know, there, I suffered a long, long time. Um, I became a great actor. Like you wouldn't have known it. When I went public with my story, in the newspaper, people were shocked because I just got really good at, at hiding it. And this mistaken identity that we have, and then, and we try to cover up what's really going on and how we're thinking and feeling, it causes some real conflict for us. And, and that presents itself, as you said, anxiety, uh, depression, um, uh, presents itself in our physical state and you know, to a point where you're even, you're even suicidal. Now I remember I'm just, my office here is just outside my living room. I remember walking around on a weekend and we had a conversation. Remember that conversation? Uh, which one? We've had a few. <laughs> well, we, we, you told me a lot about the story and, and all the things that you were, had gone through and, and what you were thinking. And we just, I just started changing your mind. And so do you remember that? Do you remember the conversation? Briefly, a little bit. Briefly. Okay. Well, how has your mind changed now about you and all of this? You know, completely, completely changed. You know, I used to listen to you. I mean, I still listen to you every friggin' day. I'm always taking in your content. And it's just, I started to just realize that I am absolutely special, right? I am God's highest form of creation. I'm a gift. You know, I, I, I got a mirror right here. So I turn, I look in the mirror and, you know, for once, I actually love the person who's in it. You know, when I smile, um, I'm not trying to hide the smile. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. I'm not worried. I'm not worried um, or anxious or I don't, I'm not living in fear anymore. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can go out and, you know, truly be me. Um, which makes you think of a quote, I've got something here. You know, you've read it a couple of times and it says, if I want to be free, I've got to be me, not the me you think I think I should be, not the me I think everyone else thinks I should be. But if I want to be free, or if I, but if I want to be me, I've got to be free. So I better know who me is. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what you really helped me do was learn who me was, um, that I was this infinite potential being, I can do anything. I'm special. I'm a gift. Like I'm, I have these higher faculties. I have the success mechanism within me. I'm literally programmed to succeed. There's no reason that I should be feeling these feelings of inferiority, um, 
of just of lack of, you know, looking in the mirror and hating that person and just running away from every mirror. So, you know, it's completely changed. I'm so much more happier. I'm, uh, my business has changed. Everything's growing. The way I look at myself is completely different. The way I see and view others is completely different. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been an absolute, it's been a godsend. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, that makes me happy. Um, I mean, I just, uh, I, I can relate to what, you know, you've been through. We have different stories and stuff, but very similar um, kind of, you know, results and feelings and things like that. And, um, you know, since I've been trying to figure this out and, and help other people figure it out, um, like there's just so many people that don't believe in themselves um, or they've gotten locked into what I call this mistaken identity because of like what you you were told and how you were treated and the things that that happened to you that you bought into when you were young and you, you get locked into this and you're really, really uh, struggling. I think, you know, a huge percentage of the population is suffering in some way, shape, or form, um, some more severe than others in your case and in my case with our stories. But um, I think it's just wrong that people are struggling. I, people just, they don't believe in themselves. Um, they don't feel very good about themselves. Um, they can look at their life and their situation and circumstances and, and have evidence as to why they shouldn't feel good about themselves. And they just get locked into this idea there's something wrong with them. Um, the only thing that was wrong with you is what you believe. That's it. And I remember talking to you and I, I got you to tell the story. And, and, and if, if you listen to people very carefully, uh, you can spot two things. You can spot the lies that they believe about themselves. And you can also spot and feel the truth about who they really are. And so you're right. You, you, know, you are engineered for success by your creator. You are God's highest form of of creation. I mean, all those things are are true, but we also got to bring it down to just our day-to-day basic level. And we got to get clear on who we really are. And I think, you know, people have to stop trying to be somebody they're not. That creates conflict, you know, and in a lot of cases, in your case, you know, you were trying to be somebody you weren't to cover up. Um, and then that causes real conflict and, uh, and people struggle. Um, so how would you, you know, if somebody like you is watching this right now, uh, young or old, um, what would you what would you want to say to them? Um, you know, what what what's one point you want them to take away that would get them to take some action? That's a really good question. And um, you know what I'd say is I think a little bit about what you said to me was that you know you are loved, you're loving, you're worthy of love, you deserve it. Um, and truthfully, I mean, we can do anything that we want. I absolutely believe that without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but really, start to evaluate what you believe about yourself like what feels good and what feels doesn't what, what doesn't feel good right like a big thing that I did Doug was I started to you know you started you started to tell me these beliefs about myself and I started to just those felt good and I was looking at the beliefs that other people told me that I was in the past and those didn't feel good and so I just want to urge people to move to what feels good and further away from what doesn't and really believe in yourself and, and start to understand who you are because you are God's highest form of creation you're literally a gift you you have gifts you're so special you're unique there's nobody like you there's will no there will never be anybody like you and you know you have a special story and you have special gifts that you can share with the world i love that um uh, i always say that the, the truth feels good the lie feels bad and so we just gotta we just gotta stick to what feels feels right and unfortunately we've just bought into some things about ourselves that uh, aren't true and we've operated from that perspective and obviously because 
your attitude or your identity or your self-image, whatever you want to call it, that really governs and regulates um, everything in your life. So no wonder if you're struggling, if you're failing, I always say to people, listen, if you're not happy and life is a struggle, um, don't get locked in the idea there's something wrong with you. There's just a few things wrong that you believe or what you were told that has controlled the way that you think and the way that you operate. And it doesn't take, it's not very hard. It doesn't, it's not difficult to get to the truth about um, who you really, really are. Um, I put this book together because um, I had struggled a long time. And, and of course, I, I broke through all that and, and you know, came from a pretty severe story where people go, like, how did you, how did you go from that to, to, to this? And I, I couldn't tell you what I did. I mean, I knew what I did, but I couldn't tell you what I did. And so for a long time in my mind, I've been um, putting together, you know, my thoughts and, and also applying things, testing things, trying things, trying to figure this out. <laughs> suffice to say, suffice to say, uh, it took me way too long. Um, it's not that complicated. It doesn't take very long. It's not even that hard, actually. Um, but I made it hard because of where I came from and, and, and what I believe. And you really can, uh, your life can change. Your opinion of yourself can change quickly. I just got to get you to meet your real self. That's the cool thing in this book. You actually, you get to meet your your other self, your true self. Then you'll learn um, how you got this mistaken identity um, and how you can let it go and start to see the truth about yourself. And you really can uh, be free. And I, I love that quote that that uh, that Lane read. If you if you want to be free, you got to. If I want to be free, I got to be me. And so this book is going to help you uh, find out who uh, me or you uh, really uh, really are. So Lane, I want to thank you. Um, this is just the beginning. The cool thing for you is uh, you're not that old, um, and you're developing uh, real awareness. Um, and uh, that is going to. I can't tell you. Uh, how much that is going to contribute to your life uh, in the long run. And I'm just, I'm happy to work with you and know you, and I'm proud of you uh, because I know that you are going to impact a lot of people because of what you become aware of and what you're learning and now what you're doing to help uh, other people. So I want to just thank you and, and wish you well. And thanks for coming on here. Awesome. I appreciate it, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time I get to see you. All right, buddy. Talk soon. All right. Take care. Thanks, everybody.